0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Pax What
1: She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney.
2: Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined, as always, by Perry Goldstein. And we, of course, are in the beginning of our offseason a little bit quicker than we would have liked. So probably a shorter show this week, talking about the Brian Gutekunst presser, um, the Aaron Rodgers comments that continue to unfold. He was on Pat McAfee's show today. And then looking at the playoff picture. So Perry, I don't like the offseason starting this early. I don't know about you, but I much prefer when we get to talk about playoff football.
1: Yeah, I'm not into this (laughs) at all um it's the middle of January and the Packers season is over like follow players on social media they're all on vacation I'm like guys no did you see before we get into this Mercedes Lewis and his I don't partner I don't know what they are um are on vacation with Devonte Adams and his wife
2: I hope that he's campaigning
1: yeah Cute. In
2: reality, probably Devonte is telling Mercedes to come to the Raiders.
1: <laughs> yeah, or Mercedes is like celebrating his retirement. Yeah, for sure. Um, but speaking of retirement. Got to talk about it again. Yeah, we're going to get another season of Aaron Rodgers. He does, I will say, seem like he's not really trying to make this like a dragged out situation, um, which I give him props for. Like I completely understand his mindset of being like the season just ended i need to decompress and kind of figure out what i want um but of course he gets to be all cryptic and he knows that every single word he says is going to get dissected by the media um so he did have a couple of comments in there that were eyebrow raising if you will but what else is new
2: yeah, I mean, I think it's the same old uh, conversation that we thought was going to happen this off season. where, you know, he made sense or, you know, it made sense that he said if he's not 100% all in and ready to go, he doesn't want to play. And I think that's commendable and respectable because you wouldn't want him to come back if he was like half in, you know, one foot in, one foot out the door. But, you know, take the time you need. But I think Packers fans at this point are just ready for an answer.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does have time. To- like. like- I think he needs to make a decision by June 1, right? So, unfortunately, there are going to be some many moons of this. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I get what he means. Like, he still thinks he can play at a high level. Sure, he knows his body better than anyone else. I think he wants his career to end in Green Bay. But so his comments about, like, You know, whether it's here or somewhere else, I think is just speculative. I can't imagine really that a trade is um, in the cards at this point, but crazier things have happened. Um, Same comments, you know, both sides need to want it, even though both Goot and Matt have like stood firmly behind him. So that's a silly thing to say, because at least outwardly, the front office seems to be like totally behind Aaron Rodgers. And we can debate whether we think that's a good decision or not. Um, but it's kind of, it's totally and completely up to him, this decision.
2: Yeah. I thought it was really interesting though. You know, if you listen to all of his pressers from the last couple seasons and, you know, he was asked like pretty much point blank last offseason. you know, does this mean that you plan to retire Green Bay Packer? And he said, yes. And then now to almost, he didn't like formally walk it back, but just to hear him talk about, like, you know, I can win MVP somewhere I think in the right situation. And do the Packers think it's the right situation? Does he think it's the right situation? And, you know, it it sounds like if he comes back, he also is, you know, campaigning for guys like Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb and Robert Tunyan and David Bakhtiari and Al Mazard, And so it feels like it's not just a, a him decision. It's a very much what will the Packers do to appease him should he wish to come back?
1: Yeah, and he point blank said he does not want to be part of a rebuild. Right. So, which is fair, right? Like, I, I understand that. I personally think that, running it back with him with all those guys that you just listed is going to keep the Packers in this no man's land nine and eight purgatory for longer than we need to and they're already in cap hell and a lot of those guys are going to need new contracts or things are going to have to get restructured and I think they're just really prolonging the pain at this point so if all those guys are packaged deals like that's going to change that's going to change this decision for the Packers front office for sure.
2: Yeah, and I think it's really interesting too, um, because you know, like you said, he's he's pretty much got until June one to make a decision. But you would hope for his sake, for the front office, I think his decision is largely going to impact the draft. And you would hope that it wouldn't. But I think depending on you know who your quarterback is, you can argue about like what pieces are coming back, or you know, I think some of those things maybe change if the Packers, you know, bring back Rodgers and they bring back Tunyon, it might you know. Stop them from drafting a tight end in the first couple rounds if they maybe wouldn't have otherwise, or they would have for Jordan Love. So, really curious. You know, obviously, he's got some time. We are just now in the middle of January. So, before we even get into draft talk, he's got a couple months yet. But I would be curious to see if, you know, his decision would impact how the Packers front office approaches the draft and what positions they would value.
1: That is an interesting. I never thought about that because I just feel like the packers have their draft ways and they draft i think as fans we've disagreed with some of the decisions they've made in the draft while Aaron Rodgers was in his prime right so i don't know why now it would change the way they draft when it hasn't impact he hasn't necessarily impacted their choices in the past even when the packers were like arguably at the height of their you know powers if you will so It will be interesting to see, you know, you never know how at the tail end of a Hall of Famer's career can kind of like change what you do as a front office. But I don't know if I would advise the Packers to change their draft strategy based on based around their quarterback. I think their needs are their needs regardless regardless of who is on our center right now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I know that this is a business and I think that the difficult part when you have friendships in a business like this is, you know, we hear Rogers talking about wanting guys like Randall Cobb back and Mercedes Lewis and how that could impact his decision. And I know there were a number of factors for this, but you look at Devonte Adams going to play with Derek Carr and the Raiders after they had just committed, you know, an extensive, an extensive contract to him. And now he's on the trade block and likely will not be the Raiders quarterback next season. So I think all of those kind of moves factor into this too, where, if you're committing to Rogers, is it going to be another one year deal or, you know, are you thinking like, okay, Rogers, if you come back, it's two years. And then guys like Mercedes are two years or, you know, I think a lot of these are like domino pieces where Rogers is just, unfortunately the first domino that has to fall before the Packers front office can really make some of these decisions.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. So it should be a fun next couple of months while he hems and
0: haws. (laughs) Um. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: do you agree with him that he could win another MVP based on what we saw this season?
2: I think that's really interesting. And I mean, maybe, depending on the, you know, if you put him in a certain offense, like if you if you gave him the bill's offense, let's say, you know, with I like do we think that his MVP or slump this year, his lack of, you know, progress was because of like wide receivers was it the play calling i guess i'd be curious to see for him what he can like what he thinks went wrong you know what he thinks yeah. was the factor behind him not winning an mvp because he's vocally been against some like decisions and you know play calling and some of those things this season so if he went somewhere with a better scheme you know in his opinion that would fit what he wanted to do more maybe but i i definitely I don't know. I think, I think four is a lot. And I think getting a fifth one would be very challenging regardless of where he ended up green Bay or otherwise.
1: Yeah. I thought his comments were really interesting because I find that when he does the things he wants to do, it doesn't turn out as we'd like it to, you know, it's not as successful. Whereas when I think that he's playing within the Lafleur scheme that's when you get like the real MVP level. So it's funny when he's like, whether it's here or somewhere else, depending on the situation, I'm like, quite frankly, I think he's in the best situation. He just, you know, doesn't always play a hundred percent to what this scheme and this coach is asking for. So if he has disagreements about that, then that I think also changes things. If he's like, you know, not in on this new scheme what Matt LaFleur wants to call and wants to like play somewhere with more of like the McCarthy West coast style offense, then could we see him somewhere else? Maybe, but I don't think it's going to garner the results that he thinks it's going to, to be quite honest with you. Um, like LaFleur is moving the way the whole rest of the NFL is moving towards. And Rogers had his best seasons when he was really operating under that. So yeah, I'm just, I obviously, you know, we're getting snippets of what's inside his brain and he's not, probably being like as forthcoming as he might be if he's talking to someone in a private setting. But that to me was like the biggest like asterisk kind of like red flag of the entire McAfee interview because I was like, I think you're already there. It's just a matter of are you giving a 100 to this setup or not? And I don't think this season he was.
2: I know that we can't go back and play the hypothetical game or, you know, think about what could have should have happened. But, you know, let's say in – you know, this this future land or this hypothetical space that we're existing in. Do you think Aaron Rodgers' statistics are are different with Devontae Adams? We can keep Christian Watson. We can say the draft, everything is exactly the same. Or do you think that the Packers still kind of have the season, season that they have because their struggles were what their struggles were?
1: I think is a Band-Aid, but, you know, obviously you enter in two new weapons and it's just going to change the offense. You had offensive line shuffles and struggles all season so I don't know if his production would have been MVP level however Devontae Adams can perform with pretty much anybody so I think you probably see a bit more of an efficient offense and you definitely see a better red zone offense in my opinion because just the way Devontae like moves guys down there Um, But I don't know if they're back to 13 and three Super Bowl contenders. Maybe if Christian Watson comes on like he does the second half and you have a Devontae Adams and you have like a real true like one, two. But I don't know. You can't you. It's hard. It's hard to wonder those things.
2: It is. It hurts a little bit.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.